0: episode 237 on Monday the 27th of May 2013 I am your host and unlike Blue Peter and unlike last week with the wheel of death it's time for some full disclosure here this was recorded in the past it was recorded directly after last week's one Uh, as I am in the future in Australia I am a man of the future whereas you are people of the past Unless you're watching in Australia where I'm a man of the past. It's confusing. But anyway, there's no time for news and stuff this week because the news hasn't happened because I'm from the future. And if I told you the news, you'd be amazed and scared and kind of wouldn't know what's going on. But we're still going to do 20 seconds on. And this week it's going to be on the World Barista Championships. World Barista Championship. Okay, so here goes. World Barista Championships is a current Premier Barista Competition where the winners of each national barista championship competition compete for the world title. Competitors, competitors, competitors prepare twelve drinks: um, four espressos, four cappuccinos, and four signature beverages, where no alcohol is allowed. Uh, Four sensory judges then judge them, as well as two technical judges and a head judge, over two rounds. And then they decide that they're going to have a final and then they compete and whoever wins gets crowned the world barista champion. So 2012 was Raul from uh, Guatemala, uh, Raul Rodas. A uh, year before that was Alejandro um, Mendez who used our coffee, the La Luzon, uh, in Bogota and before that it was Mike Phillips from America and before that it was Willem Davis who uh, UK uh, UK champion, before that it was Stephen Morrissey, before you say I'm gonna bore when it comes to this stuff. But the reason I did the 20 seconds on the World Barista Championships is not just because I'm there, but the coffee that you've got this week is the coffee that's being used by Colin Harmon, who is the Irish Barista Champion, very good friend, good buddy, um, uh, also business partner in our business in Ireland at 3FE, and I thought this was a great time to share it with you. Last time, last year, we didn't have enough of this coffee to share with you on an In My Mug as the crop was so small, but with new plantings and plantings starting to come on full stream now, um, we've got a little bit more, and I thought, why don't we share it with our In My Mug type people. Now, this is a super expensive coffee again. Think of the a couple of weeks ago. We're back there on those kind of prices, but you lot deserve it, so what the heck. This is also the coffee that we're putting on the brew bar at the Melbourne show at the WBC. So lots of other people are going to be trying it. and It just seemed to click into place. So it was a good idea. So uh, this is the second year of working with Santa Patrona. As I say, we had it last year. We had the Red Bull Bomb, which we did on In My Mug. And I know lots of you absolutely adored. Um, and it came from my trip back in January uh, 2012, where um, I was visiting uh, my friends, Lily and... Um, Uh, Federico uh, Balanas, who are the owners of Viva Espresso, who Federico Alejandro Mendez, who won the World Bristol Championships, works for. So that's why they're my friends. Um, And we we knew each other from there. And Federico and Lily kindly like arranged this really special day where we went to go and have a picnic on Lily's father's farm um, in uh, on the Santrana volcano um, in the uh, Illamec mountain range. And um, yeah, we drove up to the farm. And as we drove up, we would, it's a road that I know super well. We're passing places like San Rafael. Uh, we're place, passing places like Siberia, La Fanny. Uh, El Retiro actually shares the same driveway um, as uh, Santa Patrona. So it was really cool that like, I was going somewhere I knew. And then we get to the farm and we have a picnic then. It is the perfect place for a picnic. It is so well-groomed and looked after. The facilities are so clean and organized. These are all little signs as a coffee roaster when you walk onto a farm that you kind of go, this place could have good coffee. No, definitely it's going to, but if you're that careful with the details of the farm, then it tends to be that the details with the processing, the picking, the varietals that they have, means that it's gonna be interesting. Then we drive down the road to the mill, which is on the road. It's smack bang more or less in the middle of Santa here, San Salvador's here and the mill is in the middle and um, the facilities were super clean, super organized, very big. They process lots of coffee for other people as well as themselves. Um, really, really sharp looking place. Everything had its place. Everybody looked really smart and clean. Everybody who worked there seemed super happy and interested and again little clues that this coffee could be really interesting and really tasty. So at the end of the tour, I said to Lily's brother, who is also called Federico, which makes the story even more complicated, but not a husband Federico, that would be weird. Federico, a brother. <laughs> um, and I said, can we grab a sample of this to take back to the UK? And I said it very quietly, because I, I didn't want Lily and Federico to think that like they'd force me into asking for this sample. I was really excited about it. So brings the sample back, bring it back to the UK, cup it. And this was the Bourbon and the pac- Pacamara. And we were just like, wow, these are great. So you can work it out for yourself. We ended up buying the coffee, bringing it back. We're very excited to share it with you last year. Um, we made lots of noise about the, the yellow Pacamara just because it was so tasty and so delicious. Um, and we have it back for a second year. Also went and visited um, uh, Federico, Lily and other Federico uh, in January this year and spent the day with them and had a really, really good time. So the farm is in the Santana district on the Santana volcano in El Salvador, founded by the Paco Diaz family back in 1927, and it's now the sixth generation of owners. The farm is spread over 25 manzanas, which is around about 17 hectares, um, and it has the varietals Red Bourbon, which we have. We have a pork natural, we have a washed, we have a natural from there. We also have the red pacas, which is super exciting, and we also have uh, the pacamara, which we we we're tasting here. Eighty percent Bourbon, fifteen percent uh, pacas, five percent uh, pacamara. So um, it's really exciting that we've got all the different varietals this year as well, which we didn't have this year. This coffee is a hundred percent fully washed, hand picked dried on African raised beds, very unusual raised beds. They have little roofs on them, so if it rains, you can cover them over very quickly. Um, but also during the hot sun, they can cover them over, so it stops uh, the drying process happening too quickly, and at night stops any uh, condensation forming on them, which is, again, really clever. This was Lily's dad's idea. he um, decided to build these very cool things. Um, and, yeah, they, they just do the processing, as I say, at the mill, super, super well. Every little detail is monitored. They are carefully kept, kind of checking, raking these raised beds all of the time. Um, and it's really good. This is why it's worth going to Origin. This is why it's worth putting the travelling in to go to El Salvador and places like this, because you get to find little gems like this. So, well, I mean, the, the best was with this one. Other buyers turned up after us and tasted the Pacamara and went, this is really good. Like, we really want to buy this. But because we went so early last year, a big sold sign on it saying it's ours, um, you know, it was really cool. Because it's such a small lot, we've said we could buy lots, lots more of this coffee. This year, they've planted all around the house, which is one of the highest parts of the farm. Uh, they've planted all Pacamara around there for us too. Uh, and I, I jokingly said, this is has been And last time I was talking to Federico, he was saying that Finka been was doing well. So I'm hoping that that bit sticks. Um, so what we should do, we should go and do the map bit. Uh, this is going to be a fairly good map bit, I think, because we can really get down into the details of this one. So, over to the map bit. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. We know what we do here, don't we? We go down to Hasbeen Towers. We can see where we are there, and we go back up. And this time, we're going to Central America. Yay! So let's look, we've got Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama, but we want El Salvador. But before we do that, there are seven coffee-growing countries, which is all of them, a population of 41 uh, million. And uh, you can see they're twice the landmass size of the UK for the entire um, Central America. But let's look at El Salvador. Now you can see El Salvador is a—it's a tiny country. It really is quite small. Uh, to give you context, it's around about the size of Wales, um, uh, with less population. So, uh, yeah, let's go in. So the name, El Salvador, population, 6 million. The size is 21,000 square kilometres. And the capital city is called San Salvador, a fine, fine place and a booming city. Uh, booming population and booming uh, economics and all the rest. But we want to go and look at our, look at that. It's perfect. It's a little band of delicious, amazing, fantastic coffees. It is such a small area, but so blessed with amazing coffees. But we want to kind of get down a little bit more. And we're going to get down a little bit more. And we can see here El Retiro to the left and Santa Patrona to the right. And that little access road, they share. It used to be in days gone by the same farm, um, which is just crazy. Um, but really really cool. Like you see that coffee there? That is the Pacamara. So it's all around the house. Every coffee tree you see there is the coffee that you're going to be drinking this week on the in my mug. Um, but that is the Pacamara lot exactly. The trees, the bit where this came from which I think is super when you can get that level of detail. So the farm is called Santa Patrona. The altitude is 14,050 meters above sea level. The varietal for this one is the Pacamara, they also have Bourbon and they also have Pacas. Um, And the nearest uh, town is Santa Ana, which is the second biggest city in El Salvador. Um, Yeah, and that was the map bit. Your favorite part, my favorite part, Everybody's favourite part. It's time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week Denmark have won more barista championships since it began in the year 2000 with three holders but have not won a championship since 2006 with Klaus Thompson. Interesting! Roland's Daft Fact of the Week See, even rolling the Roaster is getting barista championship fever. It's catching. So last week was espresso. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Thank you espresso. And this week we've got Chemex going on. So, Wheel of Death. Where it goes, nobody knows. And I do care again this week. It is going to be... Aeropress! Woo-hoo. Aeropress, Aeropress. We've got the Aeropress. So I'm going to whap you on pause, I'm going to go make an Aeropress, and I'll be back with you in just a second. And I am back, and I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. So, now the thing about Pacamaras is that they're so different. Dale's just pulled these for me, and as he was pulling them, he was saying, looked really weird when it was coming out. But the taste is very unique as well. I get super red apple. So you just get this really big red apple, but then I also get like this this cherry, um, and it just kind of comes running through, and it's just like, it's super clean, like super, super clean. Mm. Another espresso done, all the way through. Time for milk. Kind of like last week's. It's cutting through, you can taste the coffee, you can taste the red apple, you can taste that cherry in there. Just kind of really comes through well. Um, I'm super impressed with that. I really am. Okay, so into the brood. So the AeroPress, if you don't know how to use an AeroPress, go look at the AeroPress guide that we did on the brew guide. In fact, go look at all the brew guides. But The AeroPress was the first one. Um, and I think it's the one that we're most kind of famous for because I, I think the brew guide really changed. Like, we, we did something that nobody else was doing at the time. Everybody was doing press this, press this, or some fancy, arty graphic shots, but nobody was doing anything animated. I still don't think there is really. So uh, I'm very proud of the, the AeroPress brew guide. And I really like the AeroPress as a brewing method. It's just, it's easy, it's plastic, so you don't break it if you're taking it somewhere. If you've got a Porelex, Porlex fits perfectly in the top there. It's just a really handy way of doing it and I've got the paper in here because it didn't come up with the metal disc one so I thought we'll do the paper I kind of quite like the paper do I really kinda quite like it a lot so anyway back to the brewed coffee Um for me it's a bit sweeter than it is in those two in the brood. Um now I don't know if that's my AeroPress method or, or, or what but I get really get like sweet lemon uh, sweet cherry um and it's it's it yeah, it's delicious. The acidity is super bright. Um not so much in the espresso but in the brood it really has kind of opened it up for me. I like that. I love this coffee and I hope that you love it too. Be very, very keen to hear what in my muggers think of this who didn't get a chance to try it last year, so do let me know. Okay, onto the Pinboard of Doom. This week, this one was sent in by Andy Delpech and I really like this. You see lots of these kind of funny signs, particularly around that London Dare village. Um, I don't know where this one was, but unattended children will be given espresso and a free kitten. I think that's a good warning to all parents to look after your children. So thank you for that, Andy. Um, and I'm gonna wrap up, because I've got to edit these somehow. And um, yeah, I don't, you know. anyway. Do you remember? Life is too short for bad coffee, and uh, I'll be back to normal next week, I hope, and they'll be, well, I don't think I'll ever be back to normal, but I'll be back more. Time.